Um, I want to share with you uh, two thoughts. One is on the Parsha, and one is on the situation a little bit. So, um, the one on the Parsha, so the, we, we have the Hafsikbe Pranis of Pranis, so we have these, these non Hafuchais. So you have Chai Yisrael um, leaving, leaving Harsinai to start to travel. We have the Tupsukim of Ehiban Sarah and Yermoshet and Uvnachayamar. Then we have the, the story of the, the, the Safsuf and the Eir, that whole story, etc. So Chazal say that, why, that, that tru, truthfully the Parsha of Ehiban Sarah and Uvnachayamar is the equivalent in Allah as if it's a separate Sefer. It's the shortest sefer of all of the five, uh, of the of of the Torah. It is it is eighty five word uh, letters long. That creates a halachic status that a, a sefer Torah, which is so wiped out that the letters are not leg, read, re, legible, but with eighty five letters which are still legible so, throughout the whole Torah, still it's considered sefer Torah because you see the minimal amount of a sefer is eighty five letters. So why is it here? So, because I'll say, so what? The, we don't want to have one Peronius lead into the next. So we put this in, in, in the middle. What's the Peronius? The Peronius afterwards, Kleiser complains, and the Russian sends the Aish, and then there's this, then they, then they, then they have the Slav, and the, what's the Peronius beforehand? That they they left Harsinai, Ketina, Kabarek, and Mesa Sefer. Okay? So, now, I just want to think about it a little bit. So we, you know, we, we we sort of picture this, you know, the kids gleefully running out of school, right, out of school, you know, and just like, okay, come on, yeah, yeah, right. So, and so, what exactly is now? They they can't be boreach because they follow the onan. The onan went at the pace of the onan. They can't go faster than the onan. They can't go slower than the onan. So and, and that the that the marshal over here means that they mamish they were running away they cannot run away, right? They because they they followed the the, the pace of the owner. So it doesn't. I don't think it means a, a physical action of berach. It means mentally, they were seeing themselves as leaving the, the same way a child leaves the school, whether he's running or not. The point is that's an expression of an emotion inside, of freedom. Kaiso is leaving our Sinai with an emotion of freedom. So the Verban says that they were they were concerned that they, they might get more mitzvahs. You know, it's not enough what we have until now. You know, you know, rabbis always come up with more things. So you know, it's always there's always have they have, they have a new reason why you can't do something. So we're worried about it. Let's get out of here, right? Okay. So I I I would believe. I once heard I heard this from. I mean, Einstein's father, or Yosef Meisels, in Cleveland, he, he said it based on a morale. There's a morale in Parsha Shmois. The morale point says that that um, Bas Paro comes down to the to the Yor, the Yor and it, her her Naros were also going there. And Chazal said they were Hochos Lemisa. Now, in in looking at the actual Psukim, there's no indication that they're Hochos Lemisa. So why the Torah write the lashon of Holchos? If the point of the pasuk is to tell me that they that they were that they were going to die, so say it. So the morale says this is the way he touched the morale. I don't think it's explicit in the morale, mamish. 
But the Torah reflects the way it writes it. <coughs> the 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 pshat and the pasuk would reflect what you would see, and the drush of the pasuk would reflect what was really going on. So the the pshat is going to reflect the physical reality that you're witnessing. They were seeing women walking along the, the river. So that's the pshat and the pasuk. What was really happening? The the the, the of what was happening was that they were they were there was a reason for them to die but under these circumstances, and Chazal able to dash in the pasuk. The pesukim here did not indicate directly anywhere that Kleisel ran away from Arsina, because if you would look, if you had been standing there as the reporter for the the epochal times, right, 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 you would say, hmm, nice orderly leaving over here, everybody's following the pace, everything's great, wonderful, etc. You wouldn't see anybody running. Because I was saying, so therefore the Pesukim only writes what they see. What we see is people going. Chazal Darshans that inside there was an element of a sigh of relief, Baruch Hashem, we're, we're, we're moving on. Right? So the so now, instead of picturing the, the person who's going to write a safer, we're, we're picturing something which is very similar to sometimes what we feel like. Right? So, Revolva writes, it says, Motsiyam Kippur. Motsiyam Kippur is a very uplifting time. Right? You, you've, Mechil, etc., you feel very good, etc. But there's also this, like, you know, and your Kippur, you have to be in your best behavior. You know, it's not a good idea to be in your bad behavior or less than perfect behavior in your Kippur. It doesn't do well for your din. The Baruch Hashem is the Chasim of the din. Everything is fine. I can go back to my normal life now. That sigh of relief is the Tinnik Abraham Bezos Sefer Revolver writes. It's that feeling of, okay, now I'm free. Now it's, I can be, do what I want to do, the way I want to do it, without any outside pressure telling me I have to do more and do better. Um, so Revolver as the Bali Muster sometimes I want to do, also took this chazal about these these people which are no shaykhs to me and made it sound a little more relevant, etc. But I think there's another, you know, we were talking about two weeks ago um, about the the, the challenge of Klai Yisrael is the challenge of giving up their, indep- their independence. And independence is the, you have the the process of Klai Yisrael dedicating themselves around the Mishkan. That's the focus that they're being asked to do. They're creating a new life. They're creating a system. It's about focusing on that. And now we're going to go through the different experimentations of how child class is going to be challenged by that. We'll decide whether how to go, whether they should go to Eretz or not. We'll decide that, you know, version says, go. We say, well, let's see. They come back, a bad report. Okay, we're not going. Version says, okay, you're going to die. Say, no, okay, now we'll go. Right? Like, versus that's not that's not true. That's right to you expressing your own opinion. That's right to you deciding. I said stay. You said now you say go. When I say go, you say stay. Oh, you're the true because that's not true. And Kara comes along and says, "His can H." Like, who decides who's who's to be in charge? I get to decide who's to be in charge. Why are you? Everybody's equal. Everybody has greatness in them. So, Kleiso, we have this academy. Kleiso has a tremendous greatness in them, which is true. And the process of taking your greatness and then subordinating it and submitting it to a higher authority is very challenging. 
So I'm gonna, this is the balance of what happens in Sefer Rebbe Midbor. Mitzvahs are, are exactly that. Mitzvahs are, I'm giving you the mitzvahs, which I'm saying, which like the like the Nevshachim points out, Kleisel become the Kazakh players of the whole Bria. We get the mitzvahs, which means we we came to Har Sinai. What was Har Sinai? There's a beautiful um, Ramchal in Das Tzvunus. We say in the Gavri, "Ilukron l'thein Har Sinai v'lo nosalon satorah dayenu." So we obviously the Yenu doesn't mean it's good enough because we want we want the Torah also, but it means that it is sufficient for us to praise. So so. Everything else I understand, but what was the the, the mile of Harsinai independent of 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 the Torah? If the Russian had just brought Harsinai and stopped right there, even like would there be something we would have to praise him for and thank him for? So what's the thank you for Harsinai other than the Torah? So the Ramchal says that the the more Kedushin said there's a the more Kedushin comes along and said there's a, a discussion the more what's better Matsuma voice or any Matsuma voice the more comes out that a Matsuma voice is greater than any Matsuma voice so he says the Tosis points out that even though obviously an any Matsuma voice I'm not a command and I do it anyway I'm I'm expressing a tremendous amount of love for Kodesh Baruch I want to do something even though I'm not commanded so why is a Matsuma voice greater so the Ramchal says, Yisrael goes into the base of Mikdash and says, I love God. I just love God. And I'm here to serve him. And he takes the Corbin and he shakes the Corbin and he catches the blood and he throws it on the Mizbeach. It's nothing. He's chayv misa. And it's nothing. Why? Because he wasn't imbued with the correct properties of his neshama that his Corbin should accomplish what a Corbin is supposed to accomplish. Is a tremendous expression of his love. He, care, he loves him so much he wants to be Mark of a Corbin, but he doesn't have the wherewithal to be Mark of a Corbin. So the person says, So what's really happening is since you were not imbued with that ability, what you're giving me is a present which I don't I don't want. So if the, the goal is I want to feel good about myself, I want to feel great, I feel so good by expressing my love. So the recipient is not really so important. Right? It's the husband with the chocolates for his wife. His wife doesn't like chocolates, but he loves giving her chocolates. He, he feels so good because he loves chocolates. And him, chocolates is like, you know, worth more than gold. And he's giving away his chocolates to his wife. It's such an expression of love. That on his end. But the wife says, all you're expressing is you're feeling so good about yourself that you're giving to me, but you're not, I'm not really getting anything out of this. So Marcia says, thank you very much. Says there is and the the neshama of the of the of the kayan has to be imbued with a certain elements which the soul doesn't have. When Kaiso came to Harsinai, Kaiso's neshama was imbued with na- with a facets which allow it now that its mitzvahs affect the bria. A non-Jew doesn't have that, so a non-Jew does a mitzvah, expresses love to Kodesh Baruch Hu. It's an beautiful thing, but mitzvah pull strings. There's cosmic strings being pulled every time he does a mitzvah. So the greatness of a mitzvah is he's accomplishing, right? right? He's not just going, th- th- expressing his love for Kodesh Baruch Hu and his respect for Kodesh Baruch Hu. He's actually doing what the Russian wants to do with the Bria. So Harsinai represents this 
moment of being raised up to a, a cosmic level of control over the whole Bria. That's what Harsinai was. Then the Barashim says, okay, now that I've connected you into all of the, you're, you're connected, you're, all the wiring is there, okay, now here are the commands, what you're supposed to do. So you have your computer system, and we connect up all the different networks, and then you put in the, the data, and you put everything you have to put in. Because now it works. So Harsinai was that. So what, so what Klai Yisrael is, as it were, running away from, is not necessarily the mitzvahs, is there's a Kazakh responsibility over here now. Harsinai represents a Kazakh responsibility that whatever you do, I can't live my life the way I want to live my life anymore. Right? I've been appointed the king, and every action that I do will affect... The, the, if, I, if I twitch my nose at somebody, that means I'm upset at him, which means now his, his, his friends will like him, which means it affects the stock market, and the whole world collapses. Because, because I twitched my nose at the guy, right? I, 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 I didn't even notice the guy was there. The Chazanish, they said the Chazanish, when he would walk in Bnei Brak, he, he, had, he didn't have very good eyesight, but he would, like, he would go out of his way to greet everybody very, very, very effusively. So somebody asked him, like, you know, like, what's going on? He says, I, I can't really see who it is. And, and there might be somebody that, that I know who knows me and would be very offended if I didn't greet him nicely. He says, I can't, I don't know for sure. I have to greet everybody that that level to make sure that nobody should be offended. If you're the Chazanish and you ignore somebody, that's tremendously painful. You know, if Yanko walks down the street and ignores somebody, look okay, at Yanko ignored me, right? But the God of the just ignored me. It's very painful. So he cannot, he doesn't have the option of just going down the street and living his, and just being involved in his own Dalaramas. So I, I once had this thought, the more says that the Rebbechim and Zakai, right? The more says that the Amalav of and Zakai that that there was nothing in the Torah that he didn't learn. There is, and the more goes to this list like about ten lines long of all the different things that he learned that he mastered. And Amalav of Zakai that when he would walk down the street, he he would he would be Makdam Shalom to everybody, even the the So you picture like you know the Gadol Ador. But you know, on steroids times a million, and he he be beats everybody. He says good morning to everybody first. Right? He had to, because his greeting or lack thereof is also magnified by a million. If I if if he ignores somebody, oh my gosh. The Galador said, "I'm like looked at me like you know that I'm worthless." He didn't say hello to me. It's like the guy's, you know, devastated. He goes home and, you know, and he says, you know, tells his wife, I'm committing suicide. The Galador said, I'm worthless. Now, the truth is, the Galador was busy thinking about about Adosis, you know. But the guy doesn't read it like that. So I, he can't live his life as a, as a private person anymore. Well, Klaiso can't live their lives as private people anymore. Klaiso now is imbued with the power, and with the power comes responsibility. So that's what Klaiso was running away from. Okay, so now, if that shot is true, I don't know whether it's true or not. And shot, but the concept I think is true. I told you once the word from the Chernobyl about, you know, we were in Square, we were in, Square in the summer of 1986 and 1987. We, sp we spent, our summer vacation was two weeks in the city of New Square. I recommend it highly. I think it's one, it's the best, uh, as far as I'm concerned, it 
for from year it's the best vacation spot in America. Um, I'm, I'm serious. I'm not saying it's a joke. It, it, it was it was tremendously the kedusha. It was very uplifting. So um, the people who arranged it for us also connected us with a lot of good people. So we, we got invitations and we people visited, you know, etc. So um, one of the invitations was a, pr- a person named Rabbi Taub who was at that point, then, I don't know if he's alive anymore, this is, this is 1986, so it's a, few, it's, it's a few years ago, right? So, um, um, I'm not going to ask you people how, you know, how old you were in 1986, okay? Um, so, um, one of the, one of the places we went for supper, one was, not on Shabbos, on the weekday, um, was a person named Rabbi Taub, he was the Mashkiach, or whatever the title they gave him for the the, the high school boys, uh, so um, so we went out to dinner then. I meant I ate with him in the dining room. My wife, my wife ate with her in the kitchen. But that was we went there for dinner. You know, um, there's one family we actually ate together like as, as a family, and that was like you know, shh, don't tell anybody. You know, like you know, um, yeah, yeah, you know, everybody, you know, so. Um, so I asked them these like how do you do, how do you deal with them like you know like they say these like they have no shaykh to the psukim like mom is like what, what's going on so he said I'll answer you with a chassidah like you know so in square the, the square the rebbe is a Tversky, so they're part of the Tversky dynasty so the, the Tversky dynasty goes back to um, about two hundred years ago. The, the there was this in, in the city of Chernobyl there was a, the the Chernobyl Rebbe was um, um, Reb Noyach Mayor Tursky Menachem Menachem Lachem Tursky right he was the Chernobyl Rebbe he had eleven sons all last name by last name was Tursky by the way and they, that from there Mishal Nefutsu Apnei Haaretz. That became all the Tversky, all of the, the Chesidus, which are connected to Tversky, they all came from there. So they all go back to the Chernobyl. So the Sefer of the Chernobyl is like the Silsa Shorim Sefer. So the, the Sefer is called Marinayim. So the Marinayim, the Parshish Kiseitse, points out that every time you, you say a Vort, there's the Vort itself and the, the lesson that it's imparting. So as you look at the Vort, in a certain sense, as the aim, and the lesson which it's imparting as the the children, the tol- the told what you're trying to what you're generating. It's the told, it's the bonnet. So if I say a vertel, you don't like the vertel, shalach the shalach is the aim. You can send away the mother, but just but the child, the message, make sure you that you take for yourself. That's that was the vertel that he said. Very very sweet. So I don't know whether this pshat is pshat or not, but I think in at least in the world of the message. You know, we grapple with this idea of Klayasil is unique, and we spoke about this a few weeks ago, to the point that we're, we, we're given, a, a, there's a double standard about Klayasil. Because there is. We are different. We, are, we do have a responsibility to act in, in an elevated way. And that's what Harsinai represents. So Chazal say that Harsinai is called Harsinai because we show them you're the Sina La'olam. The nations hated us starting then. Because when we were given that role of being elevated, so that means that, that we're elevated and they're not elevated. That's uncomfortable. 
Now, our goal of that is not that we're supposed to lord it over the Umas Island. The, go- the goal of that is that we're supposed to live, with, live responsibly. The real goal of the king, of the prince, etc., is that he should be there. The, 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 the motto of the Prince of Wales, Ichdain, I serve. Right? He's here to serve. That's what the motto is. We're called Kahanim. Amlechaz Kahanim, Lekai Kaddish. Kahanim are those who serve. So the Kahanim are, are, are elevated. They have the ability to accomplish tremendous things, but they're there to, to represent Kaiyasu. The Shluchim of Kaiyasu. So that combination is extraordinary. So, so the Russian says, so what do these two things have in common? They have in common that we want freedom. So Hisabu Tavo is the next, the Hisabu Tavo. So I told you once that um, the the Ksois in his, in, in the Sefer Shav Shemaitza, in the Hakdam of the Shav Shemaitza, see, he brings over there from the Alshech. He says, what's the phrase, Hisabu Tavo? Like they 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 desire desire. They had a tiver for tiver. He says so. What what the saying was the following: Klaiso was elevated to the point by eating the mon, etc. They they didn't have physical desires anymore. They lived like malachim, to some extent. They wanted to be back to be normal human beings. He savu tava. They desired to have desire. They didn't desire. Right. They wanted to be, have desires. They wanted to have physical desires. But he, the, the, the Ksai's Tana is, why do they want that? Because when they, under those circumstances, when you choose to do a mitzvah, it's greater. So it was a fruma taiva. Because if I don't have no taivas and I do, I, the Russian amazed me that I have no taivas and I push it. I like, I enjoy, I, I, my biggest thing in the world from the time I was two years old was doing mitzvahs. So I don't get so much tzachar for doing the mitzvahs. It comes naturally. Rosh made me that I have very, very base desires and I overcome them and I accomplish mitzvahs. That's tremendous. So, it, it, but, but, the, but the teeth kind of was, the goal was to, to insert my independence. So both of them are this issue. I, I want to be free to, I want to be, I might want to decide the right thing, but I want to be free to decide it myself as opposed to being foisted upon me as a responsibility. And we, we chafe um, at, at these, this pressure. So the Russian puts in, in the middle, it shouldn't be a hemshuch. The Russian puts this parsha in the middle. So obviously, this parsha in the middle has to be the antidote, or at least a, a, a possible antidote to this problem. So we're living with this idea we've been given tremendous power and responsibility. And we can look at it as an as a, a inspiring, uplifting responsibility. We are we have tremendous responsibility. Let's go do it. Or oh my gosh, this is this is crushing. I can't do whatever I want. And I would like to not feel so uplifted. Therefore, when I choose to do the mitzvahs, it'll be my scar. Right. So. There's two psukim in the middle, so I don't have a husband in both of them. But Rashi says that the the Oren, the second passage is So Rashi means the Moshe says the Oren was going too fast. Rashi saying, please slow down and come dwell amongst the amongst us. Stay with us. 
Don't get ahead of us. Um, so the, the brush was promising, I'm not getting ahead of you. The brush, we're, we're able to ask the Kaddish Baruch don't overburden us. Give us exactly the amount we can handle. So that was my suggestion. Maybe that's the Hemshech of the Pesukim. I don't know if it's shut or not, but it was a shtickle Torah, but it was nice. Okay. Um, that's one thought. I just want to share with you one other thought. Um, you know, we were speaking last week after the share a little bit about the, the, the world of woke, wokeness and um, and uh, etc. So I went up to the the, the Shibunala is in is in the Camp Kaverim ground, the Camp Kaverim campgrounds in Fannisburg, Pennsylvania. So I went up on Tuesday to spend with the Bachrim. There they've been there now for a few, a few weeks. They've been there since the four Shavuos. So um, the, the all everybody had a quarantine independently first for, for two weeks, and then they were able to be together. The there is a retreat, not as a school. So as a retreat, that's permitted to be, to be able to be there. Um, and um, and and the no, I mean we're, we're taking turns going up. You know, Rabbi Shir was there for last Shabbos. Rabbi Garza went on Monday. I went on Tuesday. I went Tuesday, Wednesday. Rabbi Shir, what's going on next Sunday? You know, we're taking taking turns going. We we have to we have to we have to say very. I, I don't wear masks the whole time I was there. You know, so um so but I spoke about the, for about four, four or five minutes. The topic was the issue of the riots and the protests, etc. The, the boys wanted some you know context, background, understanding. So I'm not going to tell you everything that I said. You know, I spoke about obviously we have to appreciate the pain of an individual. We have to appreciate the pain of the people which feel that that, that 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 they in some way they're disenfranchised, that they have live in a country which in some way they're not getting, getting the benefit when everybody else has to get the benefit. They're um, being oppressed to some extent. You know, I, some of it is true. I don't think it's not. It's not the, the, some of those the opportunities for many of these people um, are, now what's the solution is a harder question. Right? But what 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 it's morphed into obviously is 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 something which is way beyond. Um, so, without getting into my theory, how this happens, I just pointed out that there's a fascinating Rebbe Yarnup um, in Parshas. Well, it's the gate the puzzle in Parshas by heart. So the, the puzzle says the person buys an Eved Ivri, the Sabbath by Avodas of it. You're not allowed to. Uh, work with Abed Ivri Avodasovit. So Rashi says Avodasovit means actions which you're doing to lord yourself over him. They don't have a real purpose. You just want to use it to show your power over somebody else. So it's it's an act that's an act of abuse of authority. So the Kipshut of the Pasik is a very has a very limited application. So the Benayana in Shari Chuva and Shari Gimel comes along and says that any time a person of stature Uses his stature to force people to do something which they would not want to do on their would not want to do. He's over the sister of Lasabai of Odesovit. So if a if a if a Tamachachim would ask somebody to you know do a favor, go to the store for me, and I really don't want to go to the store for him, but I'm not going to say no to him. So he's for he's using his authority to force me to do something I don't want to do. He is over this Isser of the Raisa according to Benayot. So, so, so that's a fascinating idea. So, if you'd ask me, like I said, what, what's the challenge of being being a policeman? 
says, Ani mamma that most policemen go into the world of policing because they want to they want to they want to help people. And Ani Mamma that you know there are millions and millions of interfaces between the police and and the individuals in America every year. The census said there's three hundred and seventy-five million interfaces between the police and um, the citizens in one year in the United States of America. Right? The vast majority of them are very positive. But we've all had the experience, forget about black or white, as white also, we all had the experience where a policeman came across using his authority in a way which was, was intimidating and, th- and threatening. White to white. Right? You know, the policeman stopped you and, and gave you this, like, made you like tremble. You know, you, ah! Well, he's the th- policeman. He can do whatever he wants. He can say whatever he wants. He can make it feel whatever he wants because he's the policeman. Right? So one of the challenges in the position of authority is there's an issue of using your authority to force people to do something. Now, what, so, so that's the challenge. The, but the nature of the beast is that when you're in the position of authority, is you use your authority. Now, stop for a second and realize that's not limited to physical authority. It's just as true whether it's social, whether it's financial, whether it's emotional. Anytime I'm, anytime I'm forcing you to do something which you don't want to do because I have power over you, I'm over this issue. So if I say that, you know, if you don't listen to me and say what I, do what I say, do what I want you to do and say what I want you to say, I'm going to socially shame you and make you uncomfortable. And therefore you do it because you're scared of being shamed. You're also over this love. It's the exact same love. So the two parties over here are both doing the exact same thing. They're both using their power over other people to force them to, to do something that they don't want to do or to be, be intimidated. So I, the, the police intimidate physically right, through incarceration or whatever, or, or brutality, whatever it is. And the woke society intimidates socially, emotionally, right, etc. It's the exact same thing. So Chazal say, call a person a mumma person. That, you know, if you want to know if a person, you know, is defining themselves when they point the finger at somebody and they accuse them, what they're really saying is something about themselves. So I just say, you know, just want to understand what the challenge of society is. Everybody lives with this challenge all the time. A parent to a child lives with this challenge. A teacher to, 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 to students. A principal to the, to, to, to the students. Right? Anytime that you have any level, any act of elevation with somebody else, you're always given the challenge of your responsibility to that person, and you cannot abuse your power over that person. And, we, we know, you know, so it's this idea that this is a unique issue vis-a-vis the police, it's mineu bay from the whole situation. It's clearly not that. So that was like one of the, I, I had 10 points that I said. That was one of them. So just think about Miss Bynan and what's happening out there is the people which are creating this, this the, quote unquote, the revolution, etc., are doing the exact same thing that they're complaining about the police. They're using their momentum of social status to the point that you better bow your knee, otherwise, we're going to shame you. Right? So we're, I'm also forcing on you something you don't want. So that's the same thing as the policeman is doing. Because the root of the problem with the policeman is the exact same, it's the exact same root between the two of them. So um, 
where will it go? You know, that, that was the point that I said, where will it go? You know, so um, if this is a constant challenge, so, so what's the solution? So Torah is the solution. Torah is, is this world of, like the Raman says, a balance. You know, you're given power and you have to know how to wield power correctly. Now, there are problems. There are, there are definitely people who learn Torah who don't do that, right? So there's a famous saying of, you know, don't uh, judge Judaism by the Jews, right? You know, because but the problem is that's very hard. You know, we do tend to, tend to judge Judaism by the Jews, right? But you, you saw the opposite of that was whereas where you had people of, of tremendous stature who used that always to be careful never to take advantage of it on the one hand and the other hand to use that as ability to wield to help other people that's what it means having authority which I believe that the police in their situation do that vast majority of the times you know these people are good hearted people which care and they're trying to help right and there's scenarios which they're not perfect, yeah. right? But that ability to constantly be that have that perfection is an extraordinary, extraordinary balance. Um, so Gemara says that 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 Rabbi Malchus that Rabbi Gamliel and Rishol Kangodel were being taken to be killed, and Rabbi Gamliel. Says Rabbi Shmuel, I'm like wondering why I deserve such such a such a this horrible, brutal death. What have I done wrong? He says one time a maybe one time a woman came to speak to you, and you told her to wait while you're eating. So that's the level of the accountability that Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Gamliel says Nicham Now I feel better. Now I understand what I've done wrong. So that the Galador, who has the ability to help people, wields that with such an extent that when somebody comes to ask for help, he has no right to think about his personal desire to eat. Because then he's, he's ignoring this woman's plight, and he's given the, his position to be there to help another person's plight. And if he abused that, and so, well, she's not going to say, you know, would you mind if I eat lunch for a few minutes before I speak to you? Yes, I do. She's, now, the truth is, of course she minds. She, she, he, she obviously came for the problem. She really needs help right now. She's not going to say that. Like, you know, listen, Rabbi, you know, I, I, I couldn't care if you dropped dead from starvation, but I need my, my problem being solved, you know. Obviously, she's not going to say that, you know. But if deep inside there was some element of being upset about waiting. So in that at that moment, Rangomil hasn't acted the, the Nazi way he was supposed to be, and that's why he deserves. At, at his level, the Russians were not taking Siddiqim Chutasara. That's the punishment. But you see the level of accountability of the Torah, what it means to have authority. Now we can, we can't live like that. I mean, you know, it's not a that you can't live like that. A parent can't live with every single second worrying about, am I abusing my power over my children? We would have a, you know, sit and guess yourself every single second, which would be very challenging, but obviously we have to work on ourselves. And a parent, and, and a Rebbe to a Talmud, the same thing. I mean, how many stories do you have, you know, where a Rebbe, you know, was a little bit too forceful over a Talmud because he thought the Talmud did something wrong, and the truth that wasn't really true. You know, and the kid was, you know, 
I, I just one one story. I was dealing with a young man who came into the yeshiva a while back, and he had a chip in his shoulder vis-a-vis vis rabbis. And finally, one day, you know, he said, "We need to talk. Like, what's going on?" And I says, "You know, I, I, I said it seems to me that any person who has a beard like gets in your nerves. It's like you know, like you have." He says, "Well, in tenth, he was. He, I said, Rebbe, I was not a good. I was not a good Talmud in high school. My ninth grade was a mess. Tenth grade, I decided really to pull myself together, and I really started learning. But I still wasn't coming to davening. And I really learned well that year." And my Rebbe recommended me to get an award for, for my improvement in learning for, at the end of the year. So by the graduation, I got the award. The next morning, the principal saw me. He says, you know, you, you have to work. It doesn't mean that you're not being held, won't be held accountable for the fact that you're still missing davening. I said, I was so angry. I was ready to take on my yarmulke and walk out. And since then, I hate rabbis. Did the, did the principal judge the situation correctly? No. Does, do, do, do all rabbis deserve to be hated because the one rabbi said it wrong? No. Right? But that's the nature of people. We tend to be, when we're hurt, we globalize. All rabbis are bad because one rabbi won. What about the rabbi who gave you the award? Like, what about him? You know? Like, so, you know, um, so this person, one time, one time I pointed out something, he did something publicly improper, and I pointed out to him as privately as possible, I called him over to the side, etc. And he is angry with me to this day, which is now about 20 years later, because I publicly shamed him. Now, I didn't publicly shame him because nobody knew what I spoke to him about except he went and told all of his friends. So he's the one who publicly shamed himself. But he was allowed to publicly do something wrong, but I wasn't allowed to publicly correct him. Like, he never was able to look at himself and see, like, maybe there's a, the, the root of the problem is not me, it's him. He couldn't see that because he was in pain. Right? So in his mind, you know, and maybe I judged him wrong. You know, I felt I couldn't leave the situation, which was a public, as far as I concerned, a public act of Hil Hashem. I needed to correct it, right? But um, in his mind, you know, I abused my authority over him. I, 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 as a rabbi, I can get to push him around, and that was painful to him. This issue. So it's a tremendous responsibility that we live with.